Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast. This is where booze meets business. I'm Doug Shaw, owner of Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. And I'm Melissa Hergert, owner of Brain Train Centers. We are serial entrepreneurs that love to learn from other successful professionals and love to drink whiskey. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Douglas. How you doing? Good. Good, good. It is a hot afternoon in the uh, T-Mobile, or the T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Have we started drinking yet? <laughs> Not yet. Well, I had a beer. Uh, the Low T-Nation Studios on it the is. Square of Marietta. Well, it's humid today already. It is. It's hot. What the hell? This uh, is episode nine. Oh, my goodness. I know. So cool. And uh, the Whiskey After Work podcast. And it is brought to you by Brain Train Centers. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. And Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. Mm-hmm. And Keystone Realty Group. Yeah. And uh, today's guest, we are into the whiskey business. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we have a guest today. His name is Ryan Megan, and he's coming to us from Maker's Mark. And before we get rolling, I want to remind everybody that the Opinions that are expressed on this show are those of the idiot that's saying them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the business. Not Trust the businesses. The yes. Nobody else. Uh, you know, we're not going to pull a Bobby Huggins. If you guys hadn't heard about that, we'll talk about that in a minute, too. What's that? No. no. I, heard I um, Yeah. If, if, if you hear it and you don't like it, blame the moron that said it. Nobody else. If you're worried you're going to be offended, um, there's probably a couple other podcasts on there that'll be a little nicer and sweeter <laughs> and more innocent. Don't listen to ours. They are not us. No. But real quick, you did just spend some time at Brain Train Centers with me. I did. Yeah. I did. I sent a picture to my wife and she's like, what is she shooting into your head? <laughs> so yeah, we recorded Doug Does Have a Brain, believe it or not. Well, I haven't seen the feedback yet, so we don't no. know if that's the case. Well, right. I saw brainwaves. Don't okay. worry. They were there. Or else I would have sent you out. Um, <laughs> and we recorded his brainwaves. And then we upload it to see how his brain's functioning in 12 different areas of the brain. Do you do that like sober and then after five drinks? <laughs> right. Anything like that? It does affect drinking. Absolutely affects your brain function. Absolutely, sure it does. Definitely does. And your brainwave activity. Um, but yeah, so that's what brain train centers does. And then we provide a therapy to help addiction, things like that. Okay. <laughs> Insomnia, anxiety. We're going to see what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what's going on. So our guest today, Ryan Megan, he is Maker Marks Distillery Diplomat for Georgia and Tennessee. We'll get a little more into what that entails. Means, yeah. Um, he's a beverage industry guy. Um, we were just talking about it. He, we crossed paths because of a real good friend of mine who's been in the beverage industry forever. And, uh, I eventually will have him on the show too. He's on a weird side of it, the non-alcoholic side, (laughs) but, uh, so, uh, he is WSET two spirit certified and he's a certified and executive bourbon steward. Um, spent his early years in Jersey. Southern Colorado, and the suburbs of Tampa, Florida. Oh, I like but he's Tampa. been in uh, he's been in the Atlanta area for twenty one years. So, interest, fly fishing, cooking, mm. 
fine cocktails, mm-hmm. spending time with his much better half and their dogs. Mm. And he is a talker, and we're going to find that out. And he said he's currently in pursuit of the best cheeseburger in the southeast. Oh. And I imagine we're going to talk about that a little yeah, bit, Yeah, I want to know who's in the top right now. Yeah. Can we just answer that right now? Like, I'm well, ready to no, hear we, can't. we can't because, honestly, I put it in my bio, and I haven't been very scientific with it. I just go around and eat a lot of cheeseburgers, saying that I'm in the pursuit of the best cheeseburger. <laughs> but what's I do your have favorite? some mental notes. What's well, your favorite so far? Well, so, I mean, I think you have to think about, like, categories. So I think you just start bringing in a category. But one of my favorites <laughs> is Dino's in Nashville. Okay. actually, I'm a little sad. Uh, it's good for them, but they just won Best Burger in Nashville last year. Yeah. And so they were always kind of busy. They're even busier than ever. Oh, I'm sure. And it's this tiny little joint. It's in East Nashville. Mm. Thankfully, it's not on the tourist train. Yeah. Um, but you go in there, you put your order in, and then you might get a 15, 20-minute wait. Sure. It'll be 45 minutes. Oh. It comes out, and it's this beautiful smash burger that... And it comes out with a uh, cheap lager beer and a cheap shot of whiskey, and it's going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a good night. It's a great late night spot. That sounds great. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you uh, ever have the opportunity to meet Miss Ann before she passed away at Ann's Stack Bar down on Moreland? I did not. The, uh, the Ghetto Burger um, was amazing. And yeah. uh, it, it was written about in uh, Wall Street Journal one time. And, really? And it put her on the map. That's he thought cool. it was the best hamburger he'd ever had in the United States. Huh. And it was a big old messy, it was huge. I mean, just huge. It came out on a big paper plate. And she was she was something else, man. She was a big part of Atlanta history and really interesting lady. She was the first female in the state of Georgia to get an SBA loan. What? And where was she, this? And she was a black female, but was the first female. That's amazing. And where was this? This was down on Moreland Avenue. And after she passed away... Um, or I'm sorry, not Moreland, but Memorial, um, toward East Atlanta, over toward uh, okay. East Lake and that. And and she, um, when she passed away, she left it um, to some family, and it just didn't stay. Damn. But I, we all kind of figured she was such a big part of it. You know, yeah. She was, you know, people go in there to meet her. I took my daughters in there several times. But How cool. So Makers and, uh, and she actually have something in common. What was that? So the reason, one of the many, many reasons that uh, Maker's Mark is, is uh, the brand it is today, uh, one of the first things was that uh, we got an article on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Bill Samuels Jr., who's the son of the founders, uh, managed to, quote, trick a journalist to come down to the distillery for the day <laughs> and meet his father and get a tour at the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then landed him a front page article about Maker's Mark. Prior That's to that, cool. the brand had really only been a regional brand that his Bill Bill Senior and his buddies drank while they uh, watched horse racing. Wow! Huh. So. Well, let's get to know Ryan a little yes. bit, and then we'll dive in. Definitely. So tell us tell us a little bit about you know you gave me your little bio, but tell us about you. Tell us wh- where, why you were in those places, and how you ended up here. Oh, I mean, you know. Kids' parents get divorced. It happens. My <laughs> my parents divorced when I was a kid, and uh, so mom said, "You know what? We're leaving New Jersey. We're moving out to uh, very, very southern rural uh, Colorado." When we moved out and lived with, uh, we lived next to my aunt for a while, and and all that, you know, kind of moved, changed. I decided I didn't want to live in Colorado. We moved in, had an opportunity to move in with my father in Tampa mm. uh, after we did many summers with my dad. Um, and uh, around 14, I moved out there and oh. finished high school and 
Ended up uh, going to school at Troy, in Troy, back when it was Troy State in Troy, Alabama. Uh, visited that place for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moved to Miami after that. Um, uh, moved back up to Tampa. Reconnected uh, with an ex-girlfriend who from from college, and uh, we moved to Atlanta together in September of 2001. Um, that didn't work out, but shortly thereafter, I met my wife, hmm. and uh, we've been together ever since. Nice. So we met, I think, in uh, 2002, or roughly around that time. Um, and in September, we'll be we'll have been married for 18 years. Very cool. Yeah, uh, right around the same time that um, I that we got married, I got into the wine and spirits business. Hmm. Um, worked for a wholesaler for a little over a dozen years, almost 13 years. Um, as uh, started out in wine, um, then moved into the spirit side. Um, sold spirits for the majority of it, about 10 of that time. 10 years of that time, and then uh, had an opportunity to leave and come to work for um, Beam Suntory, which is the mother company of Maker's Mark. Um, so I, I came over, I was doing kind of a like account, uh, key account management, had about 40 accounts I was calling on on the entire Beam Suntory portfolio. Um, and then I found out that our Maker's Mark diplomat had just gotten a promotion. So I called my manager and I said, hey, um, I'm thinking about applying for this. And he said, you should apply for it. That'd be cool. Mm. So I, call, and I also called our diplomat who just got promoted. And I said, hey, Rachel, I'm interested. She goes, you are? I said, yeah. She says, well, I think you'd be perfect for it. So oh, cool. uh, two interviews later, um, most, one of them sitting at a, the Gardening Gun Club over in the Battery, having a, a fine Maker's Mark cocktail. And the other one was uh, I was sitting in a hotel room in Nashville. And Jane Bowie, who was our former head of maturation, called me up and just wanted to BS for an hour and get to know me because she was afraid that I was going to be uh, salesy. Mm. You know, that's the big, you know, coming over to what I do now, which is a um, an advocacy type role. It's a lot of education. And it's mm. a lot more about brand building and, and less about the day-to-day, like, case sales mm. um, and and the other things like, you know, commercial acumen. Um so we got to talk about that, those kinds of things, and she's like, okay, well, I think you're going to make it. So cool. we went from there, and I've been doing that since uh, it was February of 19. So we just hit uh, four years. Yeah. A, I just said four years as a diplomat. So you met Ryan before. Yeah, where? Virtually. Where? Oh, yes. He did a Maker's Mark tasting for us, whiskey after work tasting during COVID. During COVID. Yeah. From Good. his beautiful house in North Paulding County. Yes. And uh, remember, he was yes knocked out a couple of cocktails. We had a good time. That was a great time. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Had to do something. Started <laughs> 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 sitting around. Every Thursday <laughs> night time. we did. Yeah. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursdays. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Maker's Mark, I mean, <laughs> you've been a, a huge help to me in getting a little more educated about bourbon. Oh, yeah. And uh, you've even kind of sent me on a trip up there once and that was fun as hell a couple years ago in october Mm. i remember that yeah and it was still kind of the end of covid um some of the other distilleries up there you couldn't really do much even there was parts of maker's mark we didn't get to see there was a lot of of it closed yeah Mm -hmm. but um tell us i know that maker's mark is they use one mash bill correct yep so what's that mean that's what he's going to tell you yeah so we have we have one recipe um and, and your mash bill is just a 
yeah, a portion of your recipe. Okay. So the mash bill are the grain ratios that you use. So for Maker's Mark, we use 70% corn, 16% soft red winter wheat, and 14% malted barley. Mm. Um, both our, our corn and our wheat are local, so they're within 70, they're sourced from within 70 miles of our distillery. And the malted barley comes from uh, a big malting house in the Dakotas. Um, but in addition to that, there's, there's other things that make up um, a recipe for, for a bourbon, right? Mm. So somebody else, and I know there's another newer brand that is using the same grain ratios that we are. Mm. But they don't have our yeast strain, which is a very significant portion of your flavor profile. Okay. They don't have our stills. And I think you'd say, you'd say this about any brand. It's sure. not just like us, again, you know, with them. Yeah. You know, someone else might have a, another a recipe that's similar that only because they figure that that's gonna, it tastes right. Mm. Okay. So our yeast strain is something we propagate on site. It's the Samuels family yeast strain. We don't use a powdered yeast. Like you would think of you go buy yeast from the store. You know, it's not a pitch yeast. It's literally mm. a jug yeast that we propagate on site. So if you've ever, have you ever made bread, Doug? Oh, yeah. Yep. Was it during COVID? No. I was, <laughs> I was basic, I was basic bitch and I was making, uh, I was making, <laughs> I did sourdough bread at my house during COVID. Ooh, so, yeah. was it good? Uh, it turned out okay. Okay. Yeah. The best thing I made was English muffins. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah. yum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's the same. So sour mashing and sourdough are the same principles. Okay. Right? So you take a portion of your um, your yeast or your starter, and you hold it back and reuse it in the following batch, uh, and so on and so forth, for consistency's sake. So we do the same thing with our, and it all starts from our yeast. Mm. We are a sour mash brand. It no longer says it on the label, and our, I didn't bring a bottle of Classic yeah. Maker's Mark, um, but it used to say Old Style Sour Mash. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just for consistency's sake. Okay. So... The nice. way we distill, the way we go in our barrel, those are all different factors in our flavor profiles. I will say I've done about a dozen tours now, uh, bourbon distilleries, and the tasting that, that we did at Maker's Mark was by far the best tasting I've mm. been to. They really let you try a lot of different things, and the cool thing is, is, yeah, it's the same recipe in every bottle, but the difference in how they finish it and everything else, how mm-hmm. long they age it, mm. what proof it is, all those things, and it's really because you know that it's the same bourbon to start with. It is. It was really cool to taste all the different ways it tasted from the same bourbon. Mm-hmm. That's it very a, it cool. Was a, yeah, it was a really neat tour. Hmm. Glad you liked it. It's one of my favorites. Um, I, I'm lucky I had to go give tours sometimes. One of these days, we'll get, we'll get up there together. Yeah, I want to go do that. Yeah, I want to come. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't we? I know. Yeah, twist my wife's arm. She's she's all about going up and touring some distilleries. Nice. It's a good trip. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's the basic of what we said, the mash bill, the recipe, and mm-hmm. it's the same way. But so, but I was saying, too, that they finish it a lot of different ways, and I noticed that you brought several different bottles here. Um, and I did. I brought, um, I brought what I like to call the truth. So we talk about us having one recipe, mm-hmm. okay? And it's really this. It's Maker's Mark cask strength. Um, this is what Maker's Mark tastes like out of the barrel. Okay. Um, classic Maker's Mark, which is the one we that's – that's the one that put us on the map. That's, yeah. That's the 90 proof. That's this, but cut down to 90 proof. Okay. This is 110. Oof. Uh, or it's 109.7 to be exact. Um, so what that means – so when we, when we make our product, we – 
we do our fermentation. It's a three-day fermentation. We distill it. Uh, we do a double distillation, so it's pot st- or it's column still first. Uh, first distillation, we take it to 120 proof uh, in a um, column still, and then we do a second distillation in a pot still, and we take it up to 130 proof. And to be bourbon, you can't go into the barrel any higher than 125, right? That's law, mm-hmm. okay? We proof down to 110, which is the previous, uh, I think before 1964, it was the previous top end of how high you can go into a barrel. Um, so we go in at 110, and we use a number three char, yard-aged barrel from ISC, Independent Stave Company. Hmm. Uh, that's the number one, number one cooperage company in the world. I think they own 10 cooperages worldwide and another business that buys and sells used barrels. Um, they make wood products for, I mean, not just us. No, so this is American White Oak, correct? Yes, that's what we use, American White Oak. But these cooperages could be three. in Hungary or wherever, right? Right, and so... They make mm-hmm. barrels out of any kind of wood. In the two cooperages that ISC owns that we work with are in Missouri and in Kentucky. Okay. Um, and they are using American white oak. Mm. You don't have to use American white oak to be bourbon. It just has to be new charred oak. It doesn't have to be American. It doesn't have to be American. Huh. Um, but obviously, like, the majority of bourbons made with American white oak, charred American white yeah. oak, because it tastes good. why why is there like that limit of what proof it has to be when you put it in um as far as the height of how high you can go in i'm not sure why it's it was something that was written into law Uh, i think it makes the more the higher proof that you put it in um the more uh you can the more evaporation you're gonna get more water evaporation you'll have especially depending on where it sits in a warehouse okay um but it probably also has to be a, a safety thing. Safety. Yeah. Okay. 125 proof whiskey is, I mean, it's not 151. I've never tried to light it. Right. It, it might light on fire. I don't sure. know. I'm not going to. We have, um, and almost every distillery I've ever been on has no smoking uh, policies mm-hmm. for a reason. They have yeah. a lot of safety protocols. Sure. Because no one wants that bourbon to light on fire. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I really think it's a safety thing. That makes okay. sense. Now, can it change in the barrel to a higher proof than 125? Yes, yeah, and it gonna... can go lower. Absolutely. Okay. Go. Yeah, so it depends. There's a couple factors that uh, that drive that, right? Like, is it in um, you know, in a like a northern part of a, or an upper part of a warehouse? Um, is what's the climate like? Mm. Are you in a dry area? So if you think like if you were making bourbon in Texas or Colorado, mm. where you have low humidity and um, all these and these really high temperature mm-hmm. swings, right? Mm-hmm. You're likely to have you're get you're going to get to a higher proof sooner. Mm. So um, the opposite effect could happen if, say, you are in a cooler climber, climate with a lot of humidity, mm. right? So at some point, and I don't remember the temperatures, but at some point, uh, alcohol evaporates instead of the water evaporating, so you lose proof. Mm. So if you look at this one specifically that we got right here, that's one hundred nine point seven. And that went into the barrel at 110 proof. Okay. So at some point, alcohol was evaporating off instead of it instead of the water evaporating. Does now, that make sense? Yes. Yes, that makes sense. So, so, so do you, want to you mentioned about the water and cutting cutting it. Now, if I remember right, and I think I remember right, there's something very specific about the water that Maker's Mark uses. So yeah, we have our own water source. We oh. uh, and and. Uh, so when Bill and Margie Samuels bought the property in 1953, the reason they bought it 
was a shell of a distillery and it has its own water source. So uh, it was a hundred acre property. It paid thirty five thousand dollars for wow. an eleven acre limestone filtered or limestone spring fed lake. Mm. Um, they were like, well, water is really expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have our own water source. So over years, we've we've actually bought more property and we own the entire watershed wow. to that lake. And we bought an additional lake that's nearby, uh, and we own the entire watershed to that too. That's cool. Um, so we can protect the water that goes in it. So that that water gets used in our fermentation process. Now, was there something special about the wheat too? The wheat is local. Uh, it's soft red winter wheat instead of hard red winter wheat. Mm. Okay. Um, wow. And I have never tried the two together, so I couldn't tell you the difference. I actually probably should do that. Um, but I think it's more that I think the soft is something you use more for like pastry because mm-hmm. um, it gives you uh, that softer mouthfeel mm-hmm. along with the – you know, we use a lot of barley in our recipe. If you look at a lot of bourbons, they're usually only about 5% barley. Ours is 14%. Mm. That's that other soft flavor. Nice. Let's try it, Doug. Uh, yeah, right. let's do it. Talk so the you. first one is the barrel proof. This is Catmaker's cast, cast, cast Strength. Um, yeah, this is pretty readily available uh, retail. Um, I'm not going to talk about prices because uh, it kind of varies from state to state. So. Mm. Um, this is 109.7, oh uh, batch 22-01, so the first batch out of 2022. We do four batches a year. Um, oh. Okay. Um, now, you guys want to talk about how to nose and yes. taste the spirit? Yes. All right. Have you ever used these glasses before? No. They're okay. beautiful. These are my personal preference. This is the um, the bourbon official bourbon tasting glass. Um, I like it. It's got the little round bowl. Mm-hmm. But it's got that little fluted nose. So... Uh, it actually helps the alcohol dissipate a tiny bit. Um, all right. So when you nose, you want to breathe through your nose and your mouth at the same time. So mm. have your mouth open and put it to your nose mm. and just catch the smell. What you're doing is you're helping the alcohol dissipate so you don't anesthetize your taste buds. That smells good. This is all about the olfactory, right? right? Doesn't it smell good? Yes. A little bit oh, like the heaven. the olfactory bulb. That's in your brain. And did you know it's the only um, part of your brain that helps you like bring up old memories, like the only sense that you have that brings up old memories. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. We talk about flavor memories and mm-hmm. something that I do, one of the, the barrel program that I work on. Yeah. Like you re, like you smell apple pie, you're like, oh, that smells like grandma's house. Yeah. That's the only sense that you have that will do memories. So what do you smell in there, Melissa? Caramel. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Huh. So the wonderful thing about tasting experiences is that um, – it's your sensation mm-hmm. that you're experiencing. So there's really no wrong answer. Unless you're like smelling and tasting bourbon and you're just like, well, this is, reminds me of bok choy. And then there's probably something <laughs> yeah. wrong. You should probably, have or you should probably go get visited by why, your office. Yeah. Why does it all smell like burnt toast? It's because. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely need to go to call the doctor now. Uh, so what do you both smell? I smell yeast a little bit. You get oh, yeast? Okay. Yeah. I don't. Brown sugar. Oh, yeah. brown sugar. Uh-huh. Ooh, now that you said that, I smell it more. Okay, so there's such That's a thing as suggestive uh, yes. smelling, right? Yes. Oh, that smells So you may get other well. things like like oak mm-hmm. come through. But you would you say, like, what kind of oak? Is it fresh oak? Is it toasted oak? Is it mm-hmm. is it charred oak? Yeah. And do any of those things stick out to you? <laughs> See, I, I definitely get the, the, sweet, the sweeter smells. Brown like sugar and yeah. caramel. So Yum. Maker's okay, classically be brown sugar caramel. Yum. Um, yeah. Okay. V- Cheers. Vanilla honey. Mm. 
Do you let it sit in your mouth for a second? I do. Some people have a whole process. They chew on it. Um, there um, are some other people that have a whole, like, do all the <laughs> funny little things, you know. I don't know. I think that... Uh, <laughs> What's that thing going on right now where people actually pay to listen to people, like, do slurping and breathing and... I call it fucking weird, but yeah. you call it whatever ASMR. you want. ASMR. I don't know what that stands you for. You do that. I don't know what that stands for. I really, <laughs> I don't truly don't. Know. I have no but idea. But I've seen it, and I was like, oh, sure, that's strange, but okay. Yeah. Hey, to each their own. No king shaming yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. This is delicious. I love Maker's Mark. Yeah. And, so, and then the, and the cast strength is the... And the cask strength. So, I, you know, I figured that most people have had classic Maker's Mark, and we don't like call it regular Maker's Mark. We call it... You don't have a regular Coke. You have a classic Coke. So we yeah. have a classic Maker's Mark. Um, so let's do something a little bit more interesting. Yeah. So uh, the you're having 110 proof whiskey. Yes, I am. And no one made a face. No. Right? This is delicious. And that's yeah. kind of by design. I yes. was like, I want something that is not a test of manhood. Mm-hmm. It's something that you automatically enjoy. Because the, the founder came from a distilling family, and he uh, he hated his family's whiskey. Mm. He said, and I quote, it was shitty whiskey and it would blow your ears off. <laughs> Do people mix this? You can. I like to, if I was going to mix this, I would make an old fashioned with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I keep feel it like simple. old fashioned is like the best thing you could drink with these types of. Yeah. Yeah. What else? I mean, I feel like in the bars, like when you're young, you mix it with Coke and it's disgusting. I mean, I. Like a nice bourbon coke. You do? Oh, absolutely. I'm, oh, I'm always was, a, I'm a, I'm always a bourbon ginger. ginger. Oh, yeah, that's ginger my favorite. Or yeah. club soda. Like oh. I, I drink so, a lot of makers and club soda. The, the two yeah. classic bourbons to have with an AL81 is either a Maker's oh. Mark or yeah. a Woodford, and they call them a Kentucky Highball. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, AL81 is a very, it's a sweet, not, it's just like a soft ginger soda. Mm, that it's, sounds uh, good. So it's actually, it's, it's from where my grandmother's from in Kentucky, Winchester, Kentucky. Uh, a late one, a late one, is caffeinated ginger ale. Oh, it is delicious. That sounds. It is delicious. one of my favorite things in the world. But uh, not all bars have that, do they? No, no it's they, actually not distributed here in, in it Georgia. Is. I, it is now. Yes, you can buy it at Kroger. Wow. No. And sometimes I have the diet. They always have the regular. You get the cherry. I haven't mm. seen cherry here in over a year, and they just came out with peach, and it's supposed to be peach. Awesome. Hmm. That sounds good. Mm. But Kroger, Kroger carries Yum. the, you know, they're a Cincinnati base. Yeah. So they definitely mm. got that Kentucky thing going. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, they carry uh, AL81 and sometimes diet and sometimes cherry, but they always have regular. Yeah. Mm. It's a good product. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Rocket Fizz right here on the square also has it. Do they? Never, I think they have all the flavors. That's the candy place, isn't it? That's the candy and soda oh, place right here. Yeah. Okay. Ah, that's why. That's yeah. cool. I might look like I eat a bunch of candy, but I don't. <laughs> so. Yeah. That was delicious. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Um, I also, instead of an old-fashioned, I would say a Boulevardier. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had that, but no. it's a really easy cocktail. It is an equal parts cocktail. Well, it doesn't have to be, but typically that's how it's designed. So it would be equal parts bourbon, mm. Baker's Cast Strength, mm-hmm. Campari, and uh, sweet vermouth. What's Campari? It's like a bitter Italian liquor, yes. and it's really good. Ooh, it's kind yum. of pinkish red. It oh. is, yes. It is uh, bright red. It is It is certainly bitter. Oh, uh, is there alcohol? Maybe. Yes, I... it does have alcohol. So but not the a Itali- lot, though, The right? Italians, don't they break everything down into two types of liquor? It's like an aperitif or a digestive. So oh. that is the 
That'd be an aperitif. It'd have to be. It's, an, it's, it's actually an Americano. Um, so even that has nothing to do with America. Um, <laughs> it's an Americano. <laughs> or coffee. Mm. Um, so also uh, Aperol is in the same category. Aperol. I had Aperol the other night at the cigar place. So, yeah. I had Aperol inside of champagne. Okay. A little Aperol spritz. Yes. Yes. That was good. Um, so they're actually owned by the same company, which I okay. don't work with. Um, but they're very fine products. Um, but yeah, so those two are similar. And I would say that, uh, the Aperol is more of the aperitif and the, and so would be say a Campari. And then they have another version called Amaro, which Mm. is a, is a whole category to itself, Mm. which is more your digestive. Okay. Italian herbal bitters. Mm. Yum. What are you doing? That can get us into a whole. Our next guest is, uh, next door and I'm just letting her know she can come on in. Oh yes. Okay. Very cool. I'm learning so much. Okay, tell us about the second one. Okay, so the second one that we've got is Makers 46. Okay. Right, this has been out since 2010. Uh, Bill, Bill Samuels Jr., uh, the son of the founders, is uh, this is his bourbon. Um, he sold his parents' whiskey from, I guess, 1964 uh, until 2008, and he, was, and, he, and he had continued to sell it. But he was just, 2008, he was looking at retirement. He's about to turn 70, hmm. and he says, I've been selling mom and dad's whiskey this whole time. What if I made my own bourbon? I want to make my own perfect version of Maker's Mark. Cool. Okay? So he called up Independent Stave Company, the Cooperage company we work with. Mm-hmm. They make um, different kind of wood products. So they worked for two years to develop a finished version of Maker's Mark using infrared-seared uh, virgin French oak staves. Whoa. Um, so we take this product, cask strength, fully yes. matured. Uh, and then we introduce those infrared seared French oak staves uh, in a process where we'll take a batch of 40 barrels, we dump them in a vat, remove the top two rings of the barrel, take the barrel head out, and put those cooked staves inside the barrel on a ring. Put the barrel head back on, and then fill it from that batch of 40. I had my iPad out earlier just so you could actually get the visual. Yeah, I'm picturing it. didn't feel like it would it. translate to camera. No, I'm picturing it. And I'm thinking people should pay attention in chemistry class. Well, yeah, totally. when <laughs> we get to go up there with him to do this tour, that process has blown up. And they've used it to start create so people can start creating their own barrels. Wow. Yeah. So our private selection program is kind of like the child of this program where we take this has one kind of wood um private selection has five different kinds of uh finishing staves Mm -hmm. and then in addition to that it birthed the maker's mark wood finishing series of which i brought a sample of the one that hasn't even hit georgie yet we still have the we are lucky tonight yep so you're gonna get to taste that which isn't even available in market yet um, That's but exciting. Bill had a flavor goal. His dad had okay. a flavor goal, which was make a softer, sweeter, uh, front of the palate experience bourbon. Mm-hmm, but you didn't mm-hmm. have to. You didn't have to try to like. It was just good. It's just right? good. Yeah. Um, so Bill Jr. said, "I want to make a bigger, bolder version of Maker's Mark with a longer finish mm. um, that still didn't have any bitterness and also was yummy." Literally was one of his goals. Yeah. <laughs> Yummy. If you've ever met guy. Bill Jr., you'll understand he, he's, that's how he talks. Is he still alive? He is. He's oh. 82. Wow. He, I saw him two weeks ago. Wow. Um, he was leading a tour at the distillery. 
How yeah. cool. And if you've been to Maker's Mark, you know that those hills are kind of rough. Yep. He was walking up the hill from the creek up toward uh, the home place. Wow. Which is kind of a tough hill. Wow, mm. that's cool. Yeah. We got to go. He's a lot of fun. It's The place is beautiful. And right. it's out in the middle of nowhere. There's it's no other. It's in Kentucky? Yes. 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 Yeah, we're in Loretta, Kentucky. It's about 35 miles from Bardstown. Okay. Which is like the heart of bourbon country. Okay. Yeah. I've only been to... We, I call it Louisville. <laughs> People okay. are going to hate the me. <laughs> there, there is like one Louisville. bar in that town, and it is rough. What, Bardstown? No, no. That town that... Uh, oh, Makers, Loretto. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it? No, no, no. There's what? a couple. Is so, it a biker bar? There are several biker bars. I can only yeah. imagine. Uh, but there's... Uh, my favorite place to go, if I was going to go in Loretto outside of Maker's Mark, is the Cozy Corner. That's where we went. You went to Cozy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Cozy's pretty good, You man. said it was rough. What it was, was so rough? It's an interesting place. Oh, and uh, I like it. the food was actually... If you wanted it fried, you You can get it it. fried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they have some good specials there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the cozy. (laughs) Yeah, they got a little they got a little stage. They got a little They do. I want to go for it for for a show one night. Uh, I think it'd be a little a good time. Sounds fun. Yeah. So Junior made this one. This is his. Yes. And does he have kids that are now doing it? He does, yeah. Rob Samuels, his son. He has several because I I only know of Rob. Yeah. Um, so Rob is actually our uh, like our chief operating officer now. Cool. Uh, and we'll talk about him. Yeah. Once we go through this. So okay. it, we launched this in 2010. Oh, that's you right there. Yeah. Boom. All right. So Makers 46 is actually our new packaging on it. Cool. I was going to say, that's a new label. It used to have a, a bottle shape like this mm. uh, with actually like a, a like a um, kind of a ceramic label. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else we baked on label. I don't know mm-hmm. what you call that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, we decided we should go to kind of echo back to uh, to the classic bottle. It's which cool was, label. Do, do they uh, punch that label on the same machine that they're punching the other? They ones? do now. So yeah, all of our labels are hand cut on site cool. with these 1930s printing presses. What? Yes, that's cool. You just stand there and watch the lady. It's all she does all day. Well, they rotate. They, they do. They, they rotate, rotate out. Yeah. Wow. So the, but these machines turn out cool. sixty thousand labels a day. Whoa. Um, and they only cut four sheets of paper at a time. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild to watch. I mean, look at how cool the label looks, though. Yep. Yeah. So imagine it was originally so cool. hand torn. Whoa. I think it lasted like one cycle. They're like, we got to figure something out. Right, right, right. <laughs> this ain't yeah. gonna work. Yeah. Well, so thanks to this guy, I got to dip my so own bottle cool. while I was up there, and it's a forty. That's a three seventy five of forty six, but it's right before they changed the label. So is this? So is yeah, that yeah. That's yeah. What I was gonna ask about this. Like, obviously, that's their thing. Why? Like, is there a reason they dip these like this? Oh, yeah. So um, Margie Samuels, Bill Sr.'s wife. Okay. Bill Jr.'s mother. Yes. Is the re- She did everything on the outside of our bottle. Mm. She created our bottle shape based on some um, cognac pewter bottles in her collection. Uh, she created our, uh, our paper label. Mm. She created our font, which is known as Thomas Paine. Wow. I remember that guy. Wow. Um, and she created our maker's mark, which is the star SIV. Um, wow. You see that on all of our bottles? Yeah. Because if you make something you're really proud of as an artisan, mm-hmm. you put your mark on it. Yeah. So, uh, and then she forever ruined her uh, kitchen fryer and made her fried chicken taste bad, apparently, um, <laughs> when she decided to melt red wax and dip bottles of maker's mark in it. So cool. So uh, we were talking about this so earlier cool. before we got started rolling. Um 
the the drips tendrils okay on yeah. the wax they said the fir- perfect bottle has five minimum of five okay okay everyone is different you know yes. that like this yes, one's different absolutely. than that one yeah all right any any idea why they're different are they doing it by hand they 100 percent are doing it by whoa hand. yeah stop kid you not we that's have, amazing we have three dipping lines we run three we run what? three shifts uh it's still done by hand that's so cool yeah and it's super fun to watch. You didn't get to see that, did you? No, they didn't let so, us in the because of COVID. We couldn't mm. get into the facility. We got the tour of the Rick houses and, mm-hmm. and and stuff, and then it come out at the end. And the ones that had the they they, they, they when I walked up, they hand me the VIP thing. They're like, "You're here for the VIP tour," and I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Mm. <laughs> That's Ryan Megan. Thank you very much. That's so cool. <laughs> I like to deliver. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we got to we got to dip the bottles and. Oh. Turn them in the wax, and it was really cool. How cool! Goggles and gloves and oh, aprons yeah, and all yards. Wow! So the wax is like 400 degrees when you go yeah. to dip it. Yeah. Um, and that's gonna it's gonna stick to you like grits. So no one wants that, right? Um, yeah. That's so cool. We all want to drink a little whiskey. Oh, this this yes. smells. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, that's not so as, sweet. I got lots of vanilla. Not as caramely though. No. no. That's. I think that's your French oak, that vanilla you start smelling. And it's so just, I might have a blind spot for vanilla because I, a lot of people say that, um, but I don't get the same vanilla. Oh, that's overpowering vanilla, vanilla to me. You think it's so? A, it's the really? first thing I smell, yeah. Maybe a little bit. I get So for me, I get like, um, and I, I want to say toast, but <laughs> toasted wood. Um, instead, you know, it, it's just different. Everybody experiences it. Okay, so I, I, want like you, I want you to think. I feel like I'm getting marshmallow. There you go. You because, probably hey, are. Look down at your tasting oh, wheel yes. right now. I always forget And what's about right that. below vanilla? So my I eyes don't know. are shot. And, Where uh, are we? Where? Marshmallow. Yeah, so marshmallow that's, is a flavor that comes from. That's what I'm getting. Caramelized American oak sugar. Mm. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to do a cooperage tour, go. Uh, our cooperage is about 15 minutes from... Or the, the ones we work I with. I want that whole bottle. <laughs> what the hell? Isn't that awesome? 40, 46 is one of my favorite of the Maker's Marks. Oh, my goodness. Now, we stepped down in proof from the last one. The last one's like almost 110. Yes. This one's only 94 proof. Okay. It's going to be a little bit softer. But this, neat. It's Delicious, it's delicious right? Kind of makes your mouth water. Yes. So, when I smelled it, it made my mouth water. That's, that's good. You know, the funny um, thing is when we started this podcast in February... Here. She didn't even like drinking whiskey. I didn't. I like tequila, but I like well, this. I'm a fan of tequila. <laughs> I also am a fan of tequila. I love tequila. <laughs> I like uh, but I am, whoa. I want a bottle of that for my birthday, please. 46? August 1st. Oh, sweet. That's not very expensive. Not there very you expensive. Go. <laughs> no, but uh, so when you taste this and start picking it apart, um, well, think about, okay, as a human being, the way that we experience flavor yeah. is kind of, it's, it varies, but it's kind of specific. So when you taste, the tip of your tongue, you may get sweet, mm. right? And then you get salty mm. and then sour. And these are on the sides of your tongue. At the very back, you get bitter, mm. all right? And the center of your tongue is where you start to get umami, which mm. is something that we don't talk about a lot, but I feel like Maker's 46 really has a lot more of that. People call it mid-palate, whatever. Um, but it's, it's something like you would get in Parmesan. Or yeah. mushrooms or things like that. And I'm not saying that those Parmesan and mushrooms is, flavors exist. In right, 46. right, right. Yeah. But that's that extra complexity that may not be yeah. there. Yeah. That's different than all the rest. Yeah. Um, I like this one because it is – so Bill designed his own perfect whiskey because he his favorite cocktail is a Manhattan. 
right? I so like when the Manhattan. You, when you taste this, think about the flavors of Manhattan, right? Manhattan is a bourbon cocktail, which could be rye. It's originally it was rye, but it's a bourbon cocktail with uh, sweet vermouth and bitters. Um, and usually we'll have a cherry in it, okay? So when I taste this, I start, I t- like I get cherry. I don't know if you get cherry. In Maybe a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Almost every time I get cherry. Um, you get those more intense vanilla. You get a longer finish for sure. Well, I, this is 46 is one of my favorites. I, it, like you said, it's a good sipper. It's good neat. Um, it's a nice proof. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, and so anyhow, yeah, I, I like 46 a lot. And, uh, so, and again, it's going to hold a special place for me because I've got my hand dip bottle of 46 at the house sitting on top of the liquor cabinet for everybody to see. Awesome. So that's very cool. Now we're talking about proof. Um, at one point, and maybe I'm, I, I, I think it was maker's mark. It was. Yeah. They decided <laughs> on classic original maker's mark. To lower the proof, correct? Yes. Went from 90 to 84 proof. And how long did that last? Uh, I want to say it lasted a week. <laughs> okay, can you guys... I know this is so stupid. What does proof mean? for? Okay, proof is the amount yeah. of alcohol. Um, okay. ABV, alcohol by volume. So if something is 40% ABV, it is 80 proof. Okay. So you double the double it. ABV. Yep. Right. So like a beer is only 5%. Depending on the beer, yeah. But right, they're low, so. So if you proofed a beer. It'd be 10. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Right. Okay. So, okay. But so they somebody got the wise idea to drop the proof. I don't know if they were trying to just stretch things out and make a little bit more sure, money. Sure, we got to meet what? demand. That was the idea, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, there's so much demand, we're not being able to keep up with it. How do we keep up with demand? Well, let's figure out what proof it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And so we can match the organoleptic sensations as 90 proof, to eight, it, it, and they took it down to 84. Yeah. And they were convinced that it's going to taste the same, um, and we were going to be able to meet some more demand. Well, Bill Samuels Jr., the guy we were just talking about, Mr. Mm-hmm. 46. Mr. 46, I okay. love him. Uh <laughs> He said he got 100,000 emails <laughs> in a 24-hour period. Telling him he, it's the stupidest thing ever? Yeah. Well, so he said, I learned then it wasn't my brand. It was my customer's brand. Mm. Amen. So, and I didn't work for the Smart. company at the time. As a matter of fact, I worked for another company. And I was like, this is hilarious. I went out and bought a bottle of the 90 proof before it went away. And I got some 80 proof, the 84 um, which I still have a, an unopened bottle at my house. Um, but they went out and they picked up as much as they could and they took it back to Kentucky and they mm-hmm. reproofed it. Oh. So they took it and, you know, took it and blended it to get it to 90. Yeah. Uh, and then took it back out to market and it's been oh. 90 cents. There you go. There are other very large brands out there that have deproofed and no one has said anything. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That says something. It says something. I mean, when you're sipping on tequila and stuff, do you talk about how much proof it is? Because they're almost yes. all 80. Oh, okay. there, there are a few that are, yeah, that but are higher, but most few. of them okay. live at 80. So, because yeah. I never hear it being like, oh, this is 110 proof tequila. Well, that has, there's, there's more to the story on that. Okay. Um, I think it has to do, and someone may call this out, but um, the amount of sugar in 
um, the agave mm. for it to produce something that'd be mm. 110 proof. I think I don't think that the sugars exist. Okay. Um, to get it all the way up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. Interesting. This is my favorite so far. Of everything. I of everything. I say that like every time I try a new one, and I'm like, no, this one is it. Yeah. Well, this is this is bourbon, bourbon. That that Uncle Nearest Rye we had last episode was, was that with Michaels. Yes. Yeah, oh that was God. delicious that was, rye. It was good, but this I I'm a big fan of 46. So good. 46 makes a killer uh, Manhattan. That's mm. Bill's favorite cocktail. So uh, he bet. likes to do what he calls the Bill Junior Manhattan. Uh, which does not have bitters in it. Okay. Which at some point, you're just having bourbon and vermouth. But oh, okay. All right, Bill. Okay. <laughs> um. And when I go to like a local bar, like we talk about going to Cigar Cellar, can I get different makers' marks? Like, I, Not knowing what their inventory, their back bar looks like, yeah. I, you should be able to get it. Yeah. Um, we're just, we've kind of had a, we're coming out of a production uh, kind of issue. So mm-hmm. we're... Should be readily available pretty sh- pretty soon. Okay. How how many different maker marks makers marks? So our everyday offerings part. there are three. Okay. Classic makers mark which I didn't bring with. Yes. Okay. Makers forty six. Okay. And then our cask strength. Usually at bars and like nice. Those are bars. typically available every day. Okay. Yeah. Is the one hundred one limited? One hundred one is limited. Yes. So that is um. There there may be some a little bit hanging out in our market right now. Um, I don't think I've had it yet either. Have you not? Is it good? Is it good? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> when are we taking this trip? Like, can we go next week? What's happening? We need to just plan it. Yeah. Because we've got a few others that we've done tastings with here too. Yeah. That we Is it your birthday there. coming up or something? Yeah, but I'll be fishing in Florida. Dang it. But we can still make an excuse. Brandy's is in July. Maybe we can get it. Just yes. Yeah. Let's do there it. You go. There's nothing like going to... Kentucky in the middle of Ugh, July. I know. Um, Smart idea. It's like hanging out in Atlanta in the middle of July. Right. Yeah. Or we figure out how to go in September and do the night races at Churchill Downs and uh, then do a couple of days of There you go. Let's do it. Okay. So. Sounds good. All right. What's next? Okay. So um, in 2019, we released our first ever countrywide limited edition. And it was the first in a series. Um, this is actually the culmination of the series. This is the wood finishing series. The first was uh, RC6, and every one of them has a theme. The first one, RC6, was based on our yeast strain. So our yeast strain is actually like really bright and zippy, uh, but it doesn't translate through in the final product. Okay. Um, so Jane Bowie, who our former uh, head of innovation, said, I really want to showcase that. So she built out a stave she worked with uh andrew Weebrink, who's the head of uh r&d at with independent stave they worked for a couple of years to des- to design a stave and use the same process that we do for makers 46 uh, so it's you know taking that batch of 40 uh, a fully matured product adding in 10 staves to that barrel then it lays down for so so 46 lays down for nine weeks mm-hmm. in our temperature controlled cellars it's 50 mm. degrees in that cellar after nine weeks this we we proofed down to ninety four. Okay. So with RC six, since we were doing a custom thing, we didn't follow that whole nine week thing. It was like eight weeks in a day or something to that effect. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she created an American oak stave to which is kind of a with a toasting process to finish that bourbon, um, and created this really bright zippy thing. Okay. That came out. 
Um, the follow, she followed it with SE4PR5, which was all about um, spice. Oh, sorry. It was vanilla and caramel with a mm. backbone of spice. Oh. It tasted like, um, what am I thinking of? It's uh, not bourbon. Was it bourbon pecan ice cream? Mm, butter, butter pecan. Butter pecan, oh, butter pecan ice cream. Yum. Yes. So, yeah, that one had my yum. heart. Uh, <laughs> really, really good. Uh, and then bourbon pecan. Butter pecan. Well, bourbon pecan has my name too. But, um, could be. Yeah, we'll think about. It. I'm gonna think good. that one through. Um, and then the next year was FAE 01 and 02. Mm-hmm. So FAE for fatty acid esters. Oh, we're a non-chill filtered brand, uh, and chill filtration is a product is a process where you cool down your whiskey and filter it to take out these long chain fatty acids. Um, the long chain fatty acids, when you add ice or if you get a product cold, uh, especially at a lower proof, uh, they'll cloud up. Mm. Um, so it makes for ugly whiskey. Oh, um, we don't do that. We okay. leave all of that long chain fatty acid in. you ever, you ever left a, done the unfortunate thing of leaving a partial glass of whiskey out, and then visit it the next morning, and you're like, yeah. what happened to that? Yeah. What does it look like? It looks like it's separated. Oh, wow. Those fatty acids will fall out. Wow. Um, so <laughs> we leave it in because fat is flavored, right? Yeah. Like, we, we learned that from Paula Dean, right? Fat. Yes. Fat is flavored. How much Fat's butter can you put in? good for your brain, too. Is it? Yeah. God, I gotta, that's another He's nugget. He's a to smart remember. son of a gun, huh? Good fat. <laughs> So we were showing off fatty acid esters. Uh, the first one was an American oak finished, uh, and we did something really interesting there. So we only cooked one side of those uh, wafer staves. No. Oh. The other side was raw. So uh, it was crazy. So the first FAO1 was an American oak uh, finished, and FAO2 was French oak finished. They're, again, virgin wood, only cooked on one side. Mm. Do you remember walking in to that warehouse in the middle of the campus at Makers? Yes. Okay. It smells really. There's your flavor. Yeah. There's your flavor. Remember mm. we're talking about, right? FAEO one tastes like that's warehouse A. Tastes like warehouse A smells. First, first time I picked it up, I was like, "Oh my god, this is warehouse A." But oh, it's crazy. like stone fruit, peaches, and all that stuff. Uh. FAEO two came out, uh, and it was like brownie batter. Mm. This is amazing. FAEO one was just like super complex and stone fruit and all this craziness going on. These big bright flavors. FAEO two is just like this unctuous, chocolatey, mouth watering thing. Uh, (laughs) You're turning this podcast into ASMR because I just keep (laughs) moaning and like (laughs) I'm like "Mm." fantastic. (laughs) Look, and they've got this giant ass library up there of like every. special batch they run of different staves and everything else they keep bottles of this stuff so they can pull it down and compare it whoa that's cool so then there was another release which was brt01 and 02 uh the the 01 was supposed to replicate the top of a warehouse done with american oak and the 02 was the bottom of a warehouse uh because we rotate our barrels Mm. we're just trying to show off the difference right um because if you were to have say a cask strength that would be the you know not necessarily those two items combined, um, but we rotate for consistency, sake mm-hmm. of flavor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, so this is the culmination. So okay. I'm going to build it up. This build is it up. BEP, barrel entry proof. Okay. Okay, so I talked earlier about going into our barrel at 110 proof. Mm-hmm. So we use a number three charred uh, American oak barrel from ISC. Uh, it is virgin wood. Uh, it has been yard aged. What that means, so it sits out, all that wood sits out for nine months plus a Kentucky summer. Wow. Okay, just to open up the wood pores. Whoa. All right, so when we go in at a lower proof, which means we have more water in it, we get better extraction. And we're showcasing that with BEP. Hmm. Okay, so BEP is 109.6, um, and it is a stave finished whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it's done with American oak. It's a pretty bottle. Yeah, 10 uh, virgin toasted American oak staves. So. What do we smell? Hmm. I get more floral out of that one. You may start yeah. to get floral. Yeah. Yep. Um, so floral typically is going to come from the yeast, but we figured, we found with some of our wood finishing products, you actually can get some interesting flower notes um, from the wood. Yeah. Let's see. I'm like confusing my brain right now. If you go nose blind, and this is this is one of my favorite what tricks. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like all of a sudden, like nothing, <laughs> nothing's right. It's all kind of mixed up in your head. Yes. You can either you can either smell coffee beans, okay, or you can smell your arm. And I recommend going around what your elbow. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> you can smell your arm. What the hell? <laughs> and it hey, help, Doug, and it did helps you know you reset. can't lick your your elbow? Try it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> Watch him be able to. <laughs> Try it. Try it. I'm not doing it. I know okay, it. Okay, i got to smell my arm again. Why am I smelling the arm, though? That's so weird. So I, I, you get too many sensations sometimes, and your brain just can't yeah. continue to process it. Oh, what is it? What Melissa, is it? I'll give you a free bottle of bourbon <laughs> if you do this. No. If you can poke your head through that hole. <laughs> Such an Try idiot. it. No. Well, you're going to make me smell my elbow. So, or no, lick my uh, elbow. lick your elbow Try first. It. Try lick it. your elbow first. You think I can do it? Do it. <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm getting something. I'm getting something, but I need... I keep going to butters for some reason. You said butter? Butter. Dude, I get the orange yeah. blossom in there. Yeah, I start. So I like makers and orange really play well together. Oh. Um, I certainly get orange. There are some savory things in there that I can't quite pick out. I don't know why. Um, Butter's not, you say it's not like nobody's wrong with what they smell, no, but it's I don't know what why you I keep taste. Your butter. taste buds are different than ours. Is it butterscotch? Maybe. Because it is sweet smelling, mm-hmm. but it's like okay. And now I just gotta taste it. So caramel, caramel, burnt sugar. Uh, well, there I go. I thought that forty six was my favorite, but this is yeah. I like this one. This yeah, is it's creamy. my favorite. So yeah, far. this is it's textural, isn't it? It's isn't that creamy. wild? That's a lot of what that is, has to do with uh, the non chill filtration too, leaving in those long chain fatty acids. Makes me like a white Russian. Hey. Uh, <laughs> There's an empty glass right there. Uh-huh. Pour Sarah a little yes. taste of that. Because this yes. is pretty amazing. Yes. So good. That's good. That is liter. It's creamy. So 109.6. Uh, the maker's BEP. I rarely drink bourbons and whiskeys, so it's exciting. Cheers. Salud. Oh, that's good. I really like that one. That's a, that's cool. That's uh, the or- that orange is a, almost like a creamsicle. 
I, I taste the orange <laughs> after I taste it. Like I didn't smell the orange, but I taste the in orange. In the finish, yeah. Yeah, in the, sure. finish, in the finish for sure. So when you're speaking about a spirit, yeah, you want to talk about nose. You want to talk about flavor or palate, mm-hmm. uh, color, mm-hmm. uh, and finish. Mm. Those are kind of like the four key. So good. This one's delicious. Yep. I still like oh, juniors, the texture. texture. The texture is thicker texture. than the other two. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But it doesn't look thicker or pour thicker, does it? And it's the same color. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. It's you right. still like 46 the best. That's still my There's favorite. nothing wrong with That's that. That's freaking nope. delicious. That's but this the beauty is of this very business. good. It's all... What do you really, what's your preference? I feel like this would be really good with ginger ale. That? Yeah. Yeah, I'd use a high-end fancy ah, ginger ale. So you're telling me you get paid to go around and do exactly what you're doing now? <laughs> do I look so like fun. I like my job, Doug? <laughs> yes, you do. Because I do. <laughs> so fun. This is so good. That, like, the flavor lasts forever in your mouth. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and typically, Makers, we know, has a short finish. Yeah. Um, but any of these wood finishing in 46, they, they, they go longer. This uh, like it's, it's the tannin. The, the more tannin, the longer it will actually sit in your mouth. And this tastes good. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, orange sickles are good. Did dreams, you think we were going to have a bad time bringing a guy from a distillery no here? No way. This is super fun. I'm learning so much more from him than I'll ever learn from you. <laughs> I would hope so. He gets paid <laughs> for you to learn. I mean, in general, in life and all of the above. Yeah. Well, can we uh, can we get a couple pictures besides? Yes. The one? Yes. Um, Could you take some? You just send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't work her way up. See. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> We're gonna keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just stand here. No, no, whatever. We as long as you get some good ones, we're good. That'd be even better. Yeah. 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, so you going to have good. an hour or so video. Can I try All some right. of your ginger ale? I want to try some. Yeah. It, would it be wrong for me to s- put some in there? No, here's my opinion on um, how to make a cocktail. Okay. Uh, with, with something that you've paid for. Yes. If you were to buy that bottle. Yes. And you took it home. Yeah. And you made a cocktail with it. Yeah. You paid for it, right? Right. Then I don't care how you did it. Right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. But what about at the bar? At the bar? Did you pay for it? Yeah. Then it doesn't matter. Okay. However you want it. They better make it right, though. Well, yeah. And the bartender might argue with you on that, but. <sighs> Just a little bit? Cream soda? Jones cream soda. Jones cream soda would be a good call. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Well. Yeah. Real quick. I've been kind of trying to wrap some of these episodes up with, um, you and I also had some things in common with, uh. You know, I'm a Rotarian, and you said you grew up in a family. Of uh, that's Rotarians. actually a new thing for my parents. Uh-oh. Yeah. So your parents are Rotarians, but what um, what community things do you get involved in? What What's your... Um, I don't have anything directly that I'm currently working on. I do uh, like to go do givebacks um, for some odds and ends. I'm working on something this Saturday, uh, a company or a... Uh, uh, a program called Kate's Club, uh, which is actually based here in Metro Atlanta. Uh, it is a foundation that works with children who have lost a parent. Mm. Um, and one of my sisters lost her husband mm. um, after they they were only recently married. I think their their son was only maybe six months old. Oh, oh yeah. I'm so so um, uh, he uh, apparently they they live in North Florida, um, but 
we uh, it's something I feel strongly about that I really like to work with. Um, I also uh, I'm a fisherman. I believe uh, strongly in the work that's being done uh, on the Everglades. I grew up mm. having grown up in Florida. Mm. Uh, the captains for clean water uh, now are in Everglades folks. Um, I like to work with, uh, there's, if you've ever seen mang gear, yep. uh, every time you buy a shirt, they plant a mangrove. Oh. Um, I, those kind of things I've worked with the, uh, the river Chattahoochee river keepers, another nice. favorite of mine. Cool. It's a good um, one. Yeah. So, uh, being local, I, I've yet to go do a cleanup. I promise them I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do, uh, I do supply goods for them to go and, uh, and raffle off for some of their big items. That's, nice. cool. you know, that's been really good. I, since we're talking about that, I'll mention this Thursday, I'm driving to St. Augustine, Florida, and we're doing a beach cleanup down there this weekend. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Our Mother's Keeper is the nonprofit we're pr- supporting. Is it Ryan, I think we ought to go uh, go hunt for some uh, pythons in the Everglades. So you hear what call by the <laughs> python cowboy? Yeah. He's pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, actually, I'd rather go chase tarpon with a fly rod, but yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> I'm headed down to the tarpon fishes in a couple of weekends. Awesome. So. But, um, well, look, I um, can't thank you enough for stopping in. Um, this has been fun. I think this is probably a bit more educational that for, for the listeners than it, the other episodes have been. That you actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us just like to drink, I guess. <laughs> That's what I do, man. I wasn't, I mean, like, gave you the certifications because, you know, just I, I do I do know all this stuff and knock over my microphone. But yeah. So, so um, we'll let uh, Melissa hop back in here and yes. say goodbye. But cheers. This has oh, been fantastic. This has been um, what a great. Thank you so much. Cheers. This is What a great guest. Amazing. What a great episode. Hopefully yeah. uh, we can have you back on. We'd like to do some live. I say live on site. Maybe we could do a fundraiser for healing our heroes and do a whiskey tasting fundraiser could we you could, maybe or do we that? could do a, a fundraiser too for his charity yes. or together or do it together i have a friend my friend cody thorpe who is the head of the cross-country wax hounds the founder of cross-country wax hounds uh was a coast guard rescue swimmer mm. and we just uh did a barrel with paces bottle shop over there right there on the smyrna yep. line um and half of that barrel is going to go toward um a, uh, a rescue swimmer charity. I can't remember what it cool. is, um, but that's really exciting. That is yeah, cool. Fun. We that's would great. definitely, in the very near future, be doing something with a with a, a networking tasting because we haven't done one in quite a while. So yeah, we need to. We'll get with you on that too. We need to get on the calendar. Lots of things. Yeah, we've been busy. This is yeah, yeah, th- yeah. this this podcast is it's actually taken off a little quicker than I anticipated it yeah. would. Yeah. I think we're up to like 35 cents in advertising. <laughs> Making that money. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, again, um, if you know, if anybody wanted to ask you questions, what would how would they get a hold of you? Uh, if you wanted to reach out via Instagram, it's probably the best way. I'm at Bourbon on the Fly. Um, there's some underscores in there, but I usually pop right up. Yeah. Okay. So, good deal. Cool. Well, thanks again for being on, Ryan, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back you know, sooner than later. And yes. this has been a lot of fun and really educational, and uh, can't thank you enough for 
stopping in. You and bet. Sharing. Next time we're going to do bourbon cocktails. Ooh, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. There you are. I'm Thanks. You. And uh, if anybody has any questions, uh, comments, uh, complaints, ideas. And email about being in yeah, the drawing. If you want to be. Oh, yeah. If, you're, if you follow us, please send me an email and let me know or any questions or any ideas or any potential guests. You can uh, send me an email and let me know. Whiskeyafterworkpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you know, let me know you're following us. We're going to give away a bottle of Blanton's at a hundred subscribers or followers, and we're Is getting it the apostrophe bottle. I don't know. It's whatever one Just I grab kidding. out of the cabinet and bring with me. <laughs> no, what do you mean? You go and buy that brand new? It's hard to find. And okay. uh, but yeah, send me an email. Let me know you're listening, and uh, we'll, we'll get Be you put in the, in the drawing. So, all right. Thank you so next much. Episode. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.